The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. It is a victory Monday in Kansas City. The Chiefs now turn towards their Week 5 Monday night football matchup against the Las Vegas Raiders. On Monday, we caught up with head coach Andy Reid. All right, so I don't have uh, any injuries, not that we had a bunch of them anyways, but uh, that... Uh, uh, to give you, the guys are just starting to come in. <clears throat> we didn't get back here till late, like I'm sure you guys did. So, um, l- listen, I, I felt the same way as I did last night. I thought all three phases contributed to to the win. It, it was, uh, you, you know, it, it was a good game uh, for that. And normally, if you can get all three going, then you're going to have some success. Um, like I said yesterday, I mean that. They uh, are last night. They, uh, it's a tough state in the uh, of affairs in the in the state of Florida right now. I mean, people are scrambling not only for their lives, but uh, you know, for just getting their their homes right. So there's a lot of a lot of distractions that, that were taking place for Todd and his his football team. But I was proud of our guys going in and taking care of business. Um, I thought that was important and. Uh, and, and the guys did that. I thought, you know, between EB and Spags and Dave Tobe, they had great plans uh, set up and everybody, you know, executed the best of their ability. There was still, there's still plenty that we can, we can learn from this thing. So, uh, but, you know, without the players have a couple of days off because we're playing Monday night, then they'll get back in here and start grinding for the Raiders who had a big win also. So, um, you know, we'll, We'll have our work cut out as we go forward here. Anyways, with that, time's yours. Let's go first to Herbie Teope. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, just ignore my anonymous uh, witness profile here with the lighting yeah. and everything. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, some in-house matters. Blake Bell is eligible to come off of injured reserve this week. Uh, what are you hoping to see out of him, and how close is he to returning to the active roster? Yeah, I'll, I'll get with Rick here later and just see where we're at with that, Herbie. Um, uh, you know, and, uh, the guys, like I said, the guys are just kind of working their way way in here right now. So, um, and then Brett Veach will be involved with that too, just strategically how we do that and what we do there. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Uh, Coach, I, I – I guess I want to phrase it this way in, in 
taking in what, what last night was with Patrick Mahomes and you just being such a historian and, and lover of, of the history of the game, how rare is it to see some of the things that, that he's capable of and, you know, specifically referring to that floater to, to Clyde? Yeah. You know, I, I tell you this, Pete, I mean, it's, uh, uh I, I talked to guys, but just uh, like I mentioned last night, just don't take it for granted. I mean, that's not, these things are, uh, they're special. Uh, some of these things we're seeing from him. And so appreciate them, but um, it's, you know, it's unique. So enjoy every one of them, but it's, it's, uh, it's not something that a lot of people have the advantage, you know, that advantage of, of being a part of. So um, with that, I mean, that throw was incredible. The throw to Kelsey is the one that, might get looked over a little bit down the middle of the field. I mean, that throw and that catch were ridiculous. Um, and there were a couple other ones in there that were really good. I mean, the the one naked play where he kind of hung on to it on third down and threw it up to Juju. I mean, that was that was another good one. So, listen, I mean, he, he had a he had a very good game, and I, I know the stats show that, and some of the things he's done historically. If, if, you know, uh, have have made history and and uh, will continue to do that. But uh, the best thing about him is he's always trying to get better, and that's what I appreciate the most, Pete. I mean, he's not sitting there, you know, patting his self on the back. He he keeps moving forward and wanting to get even better. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy. Um, you've mixed up your running backs in games and from week to week in a way that I, I can't remember you really doing since you've been here, except maybe when you've absolutely had to because of injuries. So I'm just wondering what are you using from week to week and within games to kind of pick and choose who the right guy is for what situation. And Brad, I'll have a second question as well. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're getting to know number 10. I mean, he's, uh, uh, he's growing right before our eyes. So I, um, uh, we've spotted him in periodically just to, uh, give him some experience and to see how he handled it. But we know Clyde can, you know, is good. One can play. I mean, they're, the, these guys are, um, they're all good. They're all talented. And so we're trying to, Greg does a good job of trying to work them in and in certain spots, but, um, it, it's, it's a more of a learning experience with 10 and, the more you see, the more you, you utilize him and Clyde on, on the first downs and you know, one on the third downs. I mean, he's, he does such a good job there. So, I mean, that's kind of where we were last night. I think that was pretty obvious. Yeah. Okay. And you mentioned Pacheco. Um, what have you learned? You're, you're saying you get to know him, getting to know him. What have you learned about him, say, since the regular season started? Yeah, so we in camp, you know, we saw just like you did. We saw hard runner. Um, didn't necessarily he was a hard runner. Right? He didn't necessarily have the feel for the play. He was going to just run. <clears throat> Every week, he's gotten a little bit better at understanding the play and and then running hard, setting up, then running hard and finishing it, <clears throat> and then learning the pass game, and then most of all, learning the protections on top of all that. He's gotten better at all those things. And I, I would anticipate every week 
you know, he'll, he'll do even better. You saw he had a nice blitz pickup during the game and, um, you know, so that's, that's progress. That's, that's a, that's a good thing. Let's go next to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Hey, Andy, appreciate the time here. There's obviously better. been a big spotlight on uh, the league's concussion protocol. We saw two more uh, in your game last night kind of come up there, speaking very generally about the process, not about a specific player or anything. Uh, how do you feel the, the protocols have worked? I know this is a collectively bargained issue and that kind of thing, but if you're Goldilocks, is it just right or does it kind of need a tweak in your opinion? Yeah, and I, you know, I, I don't, I, I'm not claiming to be a doctor at all. So, uh, but I know the league, the league and the doctors have spent so much time on this, trying to figure it out and make it right. And so I think it's an ongoing deal and we, we keep learning and learning. And that's the most important thing that we don't just put walls up and say this is the way it's going to be, but uh, they, that they're willing to work with it. And they're, they're doing that. We're, we're finding things out as we go. And, and, um, and likewise, the players are, it's, it's open communication. Well, I'm not sure it's always, I'm, I'm, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm not sure it's always been that way, but this is, it's open communication and, and uh, uh, amongst the parties there. So it, it, if that can, you know, if we keep that up, we'll kind of figure this thing out here uh, uh, as we go. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hello, Andy. With, um, <clears throat> with the way Legereus has played, and just his maturation being that prominent nickel cornerback, um, what has given, I guess, you guys the confidence to maybe give him more uh, of the ability to to blitz and also just what you've seen from him in coverage so far? Yeah. Um, well, he's a good cover guy. He's always right there and tight on it. And uh, we give him, you know, he's got a big responsibility. And that's, a, that's not an easy position to play where – you have all these options uh, that you've got to, you got to work out with, uh, with uh, the other safeties and with, um, you know, the linebackers. So uh, it's not always just man to man coverage. Um, and, and he handles all that very well. Uh, I, you know, at the same time, he, he goes out and he's equally as good out at the corner spot. So that's, that's also a plus. Um, and, and he does it every day. I mean, he goes out and he works at this thing every day. He's also tough. You've got to, you've got to have a little bit of linebacker in you, a little bit of safety, a little bit of corner when you get into that nickel spot. And and he's got that, and he has the field for space, and he also can cover you, man. Got time. For- okay. Got time for a couple more. We'll go Matt and then Sarin. Good, Matt. Matt, you're on mute still. There we go. Hey, Coach, um, two quick questions. First, you know, Leger- uh, Clyde rather last night said that when you challenge the guys up front, they feel like it's a challenge to everybody. Uh, what did you see during the week, you know, as far as challenging the offensive line and those guys up front that you were going to get the performance last night that you did? Yeah, so well, I don't think it's a secret, but we didn't we didn't do as well as we wanted to there um against the Colts I mean it just it wasn't the way that I wanted it I didn't handle it with the play calling the way I wanted it done 
Um, and EB and I went through and talked about it. And everybody needed to raise their game, uh, the both of us and and the rest of the guys. And so, you know, the challenge was out there for all of us to to step up. But it always starts up front. It always starts with the big guys. And and so um, they, you know, they inevitably they want they don't say much, but they want that responsibility. And and, um, and we need to we need to pick our game up. And so. Uh, they did a nice job last night. There's plenty of room for improvement. But last night they did a nice job. They came out uh, with a purpose and and uh, a certain intensity level and and um, their assignments were, were were pretty sound there. Matt, I think you had a follow up. Go ahead. Yeah, and uh, a little bit on the lighter side, Coach. Um, don't see you in many commercials, but you're getting a lot of uh, big reviews for that state State Farm spot. Uh, what what kind of led to that? What led to the decision to do that? Well, listen, um, Pat asked me if I would do it with him, and uh, I'm not. I told him I'm not very good at that stuff, uh, as you guys as you guys know, doing these things. But um, you know, listen, it, it was it was a fun thing. It was uh, it was good to see how people treat Pat. It was it was interesting for me to see how that production goes. He does a lot of these things, and and uh, it kind of gave me the inside scoop on it, literally, to be able to uh, see see what he has to go through to put all these together. And it's quite interesting. Great people involved there. I mean, they they obviously reached out and talked to me about it, and knowing that I wasn't real comfortable doing those kind of things, but um, they made it as comfortable as possible. We'll go last to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, and Brad, I'll have a follow-up. Coach, I would ask you, if that was your first time sitting in a coach seat in a long, long time, but maybe I'll say that uh, for, a, for another time. Um, Pat's uh, creativity out there on the field, you know, I know, uh, if, you know, the old days of like, you know, option football, if, you know, you could just blow somebody up and just keep pounding that same play, you could save a couple of trick ones for later. And I know that doesn't necessarily translate these days, but does having Pat and his ability to buy time and make plays off script, can you kind of hold some stuff back? Does it allow you to maybe have a play that you can wait till week five, week seven, week eight, you know, you feel like it's going to work, but he allows you to stretch those plays across the course of a season because he can, you know, for lack of a better term, just beat people off his smarts and athleticism. Yeah, I, I probably would say that. Seren, I, yeah, although we did use a couple of them yesterday and uh, the, the couple that um, Scantling cut were, were somewhat that uh, one of them for sure was, it was a pump pass. And, and so, you fake a screen and come out or, you know, and he did a nice job with that too. So uh, we're still able to use some, some things the, the guys like that stuff. And um, I, you know, we just sit here as coaches and you kind of weigh out which ones you wanted to be, be successful at the same time. You can't, I guess a team like Tampa Bay, you can't waste a first or second down, not, not against that crew. They're too good on third down. So um, you got to make sure that they fit fit into the program, but, but I'd take going back to your original question. Yes. I mean, you, you weigh that out when he's moving around and doing the things he does and the production he gets. And then defensively, I mean, uh, you guys had an historic day as far as shutting down the run and making Tampa one dimensional. 
Uh, you're doing it without some key pieces, right? Willie's still suspended. Trent McDuffie out. Uh, Michael Dana out. Um, I, I know you're not going to say, oh, this is the best defense I ever had. or you know, but, but is there a level of excitement that, you know, it's, it's going to be one of your, your better ones, certainly here in Kansas City, that, that there's a lot more there for this uh, defense that's doing some pretty special things? Yeah, so I think, yeah, we need to keep growing there. I think the thing that makes me most excited is the influx of young guys that, that we've got and those guys having an opportunity to grow and, and get better. And so you, you can see uh, down, you, you know, you can see if, listen, if you guys keep working and do it day in and day out, you work, then you have a chance to be something special. But if you're, it, it, you have to stay in that frame of mind. If you start getting caught up in uh, all the outside noise, then uh, you're going to plateau and you can't do that. You can't do that in this league or, or you get, you get skunked. So, you know, we've just got to keep growing and young guys keep uh, getting better. Coach, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. All right. Good. Thank you guys.